Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you've been well in the past few weeks. I'm, I actually took a little bit of extra time to in between recording these podcasts because I'm planning to put out these episodes maybe every 10 days instead of every week because I really want to encourage, first of all, not missing any podcasts, but also repeat listening to them as well. Um, as you'll see from today's episode, these podcasts are quite elaborate. Um, they're quite considered on my behalf. I think about what is the most important things that need to be said and what's the best way to explain them and what kind of explanations will organically create the biggest transformation inside of you just by you listening. So I really want to encourage the repeat listening and also not to miss any of the podcasts where if I'm putting them out every week, those who don't tune in as often might miss some of them and they are um, really valuable. And, um, you know, these are the exact types of talks and lectures that I, that you might find in any of our like retreats and paid courses. So I really wanted to give them the space and value as well as some time for us to discuss the topics in between before the next one comes out. So today's episode is inspired by a question that came on retreat a few weeks ago, which was something around the lines of how do we cultivate peace and um, happiness inside the body and the joy of smiling and the joy of stretching when I'm experiencing chronic pain and it feels like my body's trying to kill me? So it was a quite intense question. And this has also been quite relevant for me in the past few months where I've been experiencing also a, a chronic condition with a lot of discomfort and a lot of uncomfortable symptoms such as nausea and migraines and fatigue that where it really doesn't feel good to be inside the body. And yet I have, you know, had quite a few surreal experiences and one of them has been around experiencing extreme pleasure in my body. Um, spontaneously and instantaneously, even when I'm putting my intention on it, um, yeah, to feel this kind of beautiful bliss and pleasure um, inside my very sick body. And then I also popped up a poll in our Facebook group to just see what people wanted the next topic to be on for the podcast. And the topic about cultivating pleasure, even when it when I don't feel good, um, was the overwhelming winner. So that's what we're going to have a chat about today. So we're going to, you know, speak to this kind of paradox of, you know, when you're feeling sick inside your body, or when you're feeling unhappy emotionally or mentally, and the preferences for how we would like to experience our body or our emotions or our mind it are not being met. And that is a very unhappy, <laughs> we're designed to not feel good when our preferences are not being met so that we actively seek to 
regain, you know, balance and come back to preferences, which, you know, from a biological standpoint are usually um, these preferences that will ensure better our survival and our well-being. So right away, there should be a little bit of a an alarm bell that, okay, well, these preferences and the feelings of not being happy are somehow advantageous and beneficial. And do we really want to override them? And do we really want to have these organic, natural feelings of not feeling well and not feeling happy and suddenly and, and try to override them to just feel happy and be positive. And there is a whole, you know, discourse nowadays about toxic positivity um, that can simplify our experience to say, hey, look, stop all of those emotions. Why don't you just be happy? What you ultimately want is to be happy. So why don't you bypass and neglect those emotions that are unhappy and cultivate ones that feel better? And, you know, that kind of teaching is criticized. And I think it's rightly so criticized because of the simplicity of it. And some of these kind of spiritual teachings and personal development phrases oversimplify the complexity of what needs to be allowed for and accommodated and negotiated really in our individual human experiences. And it takes something that sounds quite spiritual and loving and actually rigidifies it, makes it more yang um, makes it more linear and reduces our, it can have an effect. It very often has an effect of reducing our diverse, complex human experience, it, our humanity, um, you know, our heart, our depth, and reduces it into something that's quite simple and linear um, and that is fine as a kind of sentiment, as a kind of message. But unfortunately, we have a tendency to rigidify these sweet messages and to take them as teachings and to not allow them to be fluid and adaptable and we try to meet the teaching instead of making the teaching meet us and our experience. So that's a little note about, you know, we're not trying to employ some toxic positivity. And actually what we're speaking about here, which is why I really love the podcast is because it's not, you know, a little quote on social media that we're putting out. We're really getting to unpack something that is going to help to reorganize both the subconscious and conscious mind that's going to help you to integrate and transform your everyday experience effortlessly because of the nuances that we get to unpack here and, and consider. So here we want to 
be aware of the nuance of this consideration that we want to both completely feel, acknowledge, deeply accept, and, you know, participate with and listen to the messages of discomfort, dis-ease, unhappiness that are present. And also, and, you know, we don't want to fake positivity, but what I'm going to be speaking about today are different ways that we can cultivate positivity so that you are not fully identified with either of the positions and there's more of a freedom. This is the biggest, um, really the biggest consideration for us, the biggest consideration whenever we speak about suffering. It's the lack of freedom to choose the way we want to think and feel and you know, there's this, again, this kind of toxic positivity or toxic personal development message, development message that every single one of us gets to choose our behavior. We get to choose our responses. We get to choose our thoughts every day. It's a choice and make it and stuff. And actually that's, as we know from our experience, it's completely incorrect that that is a fact but that is something actually it's a it's it is a skill that can be cultivated so we want to the way we cultivate that is by choosing to participate to fully embody and to be with the and to be present to when the parts of us that don't feel good and also choosing to participate and, and embody and to cultivate the these this these different ways of feeling pleasure and joy so when we actively choose and our life becomes about making these choices then we develop that skill and it can happen spontaneously more often and better and easier for us and that's really the opposite of suffering is having the freedom to choose how we want to think act feel and behave, which is act. So that's all side notes about, you know, we do want to cultivate the choice and the awareness around our pain. Um, but that's something separate. And that is the topic of other episodes about how to be present to discomfort as a way to empower yourself, heal yourself and resolve those issues. So actually resolving our suffering instead of waiting for the charge of it to simmer down and the trigger to be ever more present. So actually resolving our suffering is another episode, but here we are interested in cultivating happiness and the experience of joy and pleasure inside of our body. Um, because that is, of course, what we want to experience most is as happiness. It's our system wants that experience and also the experience of happiness and positivity and pleasure is also a tool for healing and for resolving and for getting more clear and getting more healthy and getting more connected. So being positive is is not just something we want to experience. It's 
which, you know, it kind of just seems a little bit hedonistic that we would be cultivating it just because I, I want to experience it. But actually, it has a very strong utility, which is that it is such a powerful support for all the other worthwhile, in quotes, pursuits that we want to cultivate in our life, like our health, well-being, connection, awareness, um, and, you know, the way that we support our community. It is through this vibrancy and this energy of positivity, connection, um, aliveness, and um, being in joy. So I've got two things to share with you today. One is going to be a philosophy, and then I'm actually going to break this up into two parts. And next week, and now totally going against what I said, because we'll put this out one week later, so you can have part one and two quite close to each other and um, bounce back and forth between them. But then I'm going to provide some tools. So first the theory and then some practice. So for those who love philosophy, buckle up. And for those who are not so philosophical minded, well, you're going to have to sit through this before you get the tools. So let's start with some philosophy about pleasure. And I actually want to start with uh, some esoteric philosophy. If we consider the esoteric and the tantric and the non-dual types of philosophy, um, especially the tantric Shaivism, which consider that the reality is actually three different types of experiences. So reality means the way, what you can experience. So you're experiencing a reality right now. And according to the tantrics, the reality can be experienced or it, it, it is, it exists as three different levels. The first is the level of the personal. The second is the level of the universal. And the third is the level of the transcendent. So Shiva, Shakti, and then our individual experience. And you may have heard in quantum physics that there's this observer effect that the reality changes depending on who is perceiving it. So depending on, and you know, we have, we know this in from many other contexts in our life that depending on how you look at something and who you take yourself to be when you experience something will completely change your experience of that situation and reality. And what that means is that in any moment, we can experience our reality as a person. So I'm a person experiencing whatever you're doing right now. You're listening to this podcast and you're doing something. You can take yourself to be a person who's doing that, which is an individual uh, mind-body organism. You can take yourself to be the universe experiencing your situation right now. And you can take yourself to be the transcendent, which is pure being. So you feel yourself, actively feel yourself as presence and being, experiencing whatever mundane situation you're in. 
And this is the reason we can experience our self on all of these three levels is because we actually are all of these three. We are a person. We definitely are an individual mind-body organism. That reality exists. And we are the universe. Of course we're the universe. We're made up of the universe. We're not separate from the universe. We're a product of the universe. We're 100% this universe. So we are also the universe and we can feel ourselves as a universal as universal components as universal constituents as a universal presence or energy that is experiencing so we can recognize that part of ourselves as us as we experience that's our identity when we experience the moment our default is obviously personal and then we're also being we're also existence we exist so that's also one of our our layers or our dimensions of our being is a formless existence. And of course, connecting to that in a philosophical but also in an experiential way is the whole domain of our awakening practice. And those of you in WA or Australia, um, you might know that we now have silent retreats that are only about awakening. So that is coming up in October 2022 for those that want to go more into embodying what that is so that you have more access to it, the, the being and the transcendent. So before I go into talking about the different tools of, of cultivating pleasure when we're not, you know, necessarily feeling good, I wanted to speak to that there are these three levels of pleasure, actually. Pleasure is so worthy of our conversation because it is a bridge between these three experiences. We can experience pleasure on a personal level, right? You felt that it's through the senses it's through your mind, it's through your preferences getting met, through your outcomes being satisfied and satisfactory, through your biology, through your body, you felt pleasure, right? And that is on a personal level. So that's one experience of pleasure we can cultivate with our different tools. But also, pleasure is more than just an experience of our senses and our body, although that's where it can start and stop, and it's amazing. It can be absolutely blissful just on a personal level, but really it borrows from its wider body of existence that pleasure is an energy as well, that you could conjure up purely with your imagination. And you can connect to pleasure. So in that way, we're not seeing that our personal experience, whatever we're experiencing personally, isn't creating pleasure. But on a universal level, we realize that pleasure exists as a field of pleasure energy. And we open to it and we actively connect to it and choose through our imagination 
and then through the experience of our body and then through this wider experience of our energy and our being, we can choose to connect to pleasure without object. We remember pleasure. And in different forms of yoga, like classical yoga, actually the memory of an experience is way more powerful than trying to create it again physically with a chocolate cake. Actually, if you, the memory of an, of a positive emotion or spiritual state is more potent because you're not relying on the object anymore. You're connecting directly to that field and that body of energy of pleasure itself. So pleasure is also a universal energy. And then finally, pleasure is a personal and a universal experience, but pleasure is also the experience of nothingness or of being. So pleasure is also an experience of the formless reality. So when we think about the present moment or the spaces between thoughts or the spaces between breaths, or we connect to the heart space and the deep feeling of peace at the center of our being, that's not even an energy we're connecting to. We're connecting to something that is the absence of anything. And that's also pleasure. So when we feel pleasure on a personal level, we're feeling pleasure on a universal and transcendent level inherently because it's all the same thing. It's just about the observer effect and which one you're most aware of. And our default is to be most aware of the personal, which is totally fine. But I just wanted to give you this background info before we go into the techniques that pleasure is a, a wide body of experience, a wide body of work to cultivate that is not, you know, that that the poll came back so overwhelmingly like, okay, show us how to cultivate pleasure when I don't feel good. I don't get it. I don't feel good. How am I supposed to feel good? So that kind of pointed to me that this would be a good understanding that there's something much wider to be cultivated here. And I look forward to sharing more about some tools and techniques of how to cultivate and connect to this body of pleasure um, in our next episode. Thank you for listening. And as always, head into the Facebook group and comment on the thread and the post about this episode. I would love to hear your thoughts about it. And I look forward to sharing more with you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe by pressing the plus button on iTunes or the following button on Spotify. This is going to ensure that this resource is available and top of mind when you most need it. So please subscribe now.